There are shirts and stickers for sale to benefit the LaGrange Food Bank at heylagrange.bigcartel.com. All profits go to the food bank local to LaGrange, Georgia. That's at heylagrange.bigcartel.com. That's heylagrange.bigcartel.com. Hey, LaGrange. I'm Earl Gordon Barnett, and you're listening to the only podcast about LaGrange, Georgia. If you're just discovering the show, feel free to go back to the archive and look through to see the list of guests I've interviewed. Some standouts are Dale Jackson, Judge Marquette Baker, and Curtis Brown Jr. I suggest listening to my first episode as a bit of primer on the show to get a feel for what I'm attempting to do here with the show. That said, let's get down to the business of why you're listening today. This week's interview is lawyer, assistant solicitor, and candidate for state judge, Kyle Lovejoy. Kyle was kind enough to sit down with me in person for the second time after our first attempt to do the interview flopped because of technical difficulties. We chatted for about 40 minutes about his time as the assistant solicitor, his love of LaGrange, and how he'd be the superhero Captain Average. It was a fun interview, and honestly, I was glad to do it twice because I got to spend more time talking with Kyle. He's a good guy, and I hope that comes through in the interview. So without further introduction, I give you my interview with Kyle Lovejoy, candidate for state court judge for Troop County. I'm here with Kyle Lovejoy, assistant solicitor for Troop County, and he's running for state court judge. Um, how are you doing today? Doing great. Happy to be here. Okay. Um, I guess we'll start with the beginning. Uh, what do you do here in LaGrange as the assistant solicitor? Um, well, I've been an assistant solicitor since 2004, and in the solicitor's office we prosecute uh, misdemeanor cases, which would be cases that can be punishable up to a year in jail or a $1,000 fine. In general, those are things like DUIs and batteries and traffic offenses and shopliftings, um, um, you're, you're, we're, we're really the same thing as the DA's office, but we, we handle misdemeanors and they handle felonies. Okay. So they, you handle the smaller crimes, correct? Sure. As far as the punishment goes and, 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 and usually the amount of theft or, or the, uh, the amount of aggravation or, or, or damage done to something, um, we would be deemed the, the misdemeanors would be the smaller crimes. Okay, sorry. I mean, it's making it's make we, yeah. The, I mean, it, it is a smaller thing, and there are it's, it's less severe punishments for sure. Um, we probably have more cases because more people commit these kind of crimes. But um, but in the scheme of things, the the the, the ones that get all the news attention as far as your murders and molestation cases that we don't handle them. So what are you most known for in and around LaGrange? Um, well, now I'd say I'm probably most known for being a prosecutor or, or being a, a, a private attorney, but uh, growing up, my mom was the editor of the LaGrange Daily News, and every week she would write a news article and would talk about my sister and me, and, 
and I was known as boy child and my sister was girl child. Um, so until I was probably in high school, I had people who probably didn't know my name, they just would call me boy child, um, which is kind of fun. It's good, it's good to be known at the same time, it has some drawbacks. My mom, uh, one time in quick story, she in fourth grade, I'd gotten the courage to, on Valentine's Day, to give a girl a teddy bear and ask her if she wanted to be my girlfriend. One of those check yes, no's, or maybe's. Um, and so I got to school, gave her the teddy bear with the note, and I think she checked no. I came home and I cried, just you know, devastated like a four, fourth grader would be. Um, and no big deal. A couple years later, I'm totally over it, and my mom decides to write an article on Valentine's Day explaining my, my drama and how I had, had gotten the courage up to ask and got turned down. But I don't think my mom realized that my friend's parents all would share that article so I can remember coming to school the next day and getting laughed out again. So it was like reopening a wound or, or, or scab. So uh, made fun of to, going through it and then getting made fun of it two years later was pretty, pretty rough. Um, after after being boy child again, back in the in the nineties and eighties, the Grange was a football town, and being being on the football team was a pretty big deal. And I was the captain my year, and and when I graduated, and and so I was probably most known for for playing football. And then uh, and now you know now I'm just a lawyer that has prosecuted, and you know. I like to say that people are happy that you know I've been successful, but you encounter all kind of people, and 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 you know everybody gets speeding tickets. Everybody, you know, that's one of my one of my lines that I tell everybody is good or bad things happen to good people all the time. And so sometimes my encounters are, hey, you you got caught running the stop sign, or you got caught doing this, and and obviously there's there's some decision on whether or not you you know if you can help them out or or look at the record and see they're not bad people or haven't don't have a history of doing something um but you know i don't really like i don't like when i'm in a, in a restaurant and somebody sees me and says don't i recognize you and if i if i don't know you from a friend or from my private practice then I, I have an idea of where i met you and that, that can get out that can get awkward sometimes uh but again one of the drawbacks one of the benefits of being in small towns you get to see people and, and, and get to know them well but sometimes you get to see people and get to know them well <laughs> So how long have you done it fiddling around LaGrange? I started in 2004. Uh, the solicitor at the time was Jack Kirby, and he hired me to be his assistant. He retired in 2004, and I started working with him in his private practice as well, and that's primarily what I do. Is we, I'm in a firm here called Roberts and Lovejoy. At the time, it was Kirby and Roberts. Um, but when he quit being the solicitor, Marquette Baker became the solicitor and I started being her assistant. She then got to be appointed as a Superior Court judge and now Sandra Heath Taylor is the solicitor and I'm her assistant. Got it. So I've continuously prosecuted since 2004, so 16 years. Wow, that's a long time. There's a lot of court, a lot of, a lot of trials, a lot of cases, um, and, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, I am actually the longest tenured person in the solicitor's office. They're, they're, everybody who works there now has been hired since I started. So I'm the youngest in the office, but I'm, I'm the most experienced in that office. Huh, that's a lot of experience. 
the job kind of mandates that because there's so many cases and for a long time it's, it's just been a solicitor and a full-time assistant and then myself um, and when you have thousands of cases a year you're forced to actually have to be in court and, and try cases uh, on a weekly monthly basis I, I'm in court every week I'll have a jury trial generally every every month to two months and I'll have a bench trial which is a trial just in front of the judge at least every month if not two or three times a month okay well it seems like the natural progression to make this step up so why do it now I would think I feel like I've got the experience and I definitely have the knowledge of how state court is run and what makes it run smoothly and what makes it run most efficiently uh, by being in it every week. Uh, I've seen how Judge Little manages her courtroom and manages her dockets and, and, and the demand that she puts on everybody to make sure that they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. I think I've learned from that. I think I can emulate that. I think I can hopefully continue what she's she's developed to me she she runs a great court at the same time like i mentioned earlier I, I started working for jack kirby who ultimately got appointed to be a superior court judge and then i worked for marquette baker who got appointed to be a superior court judge so my biggest influences in my life have all become judges and that's who i've you know i think you just inherently try to be like the people you work with and those are the people that i've worked with and 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 I've learned their temperament, and I've learned how they handle and, 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 handle and attack cases. And, and, I, and I've tried to, to reciprocate that or, or, or duplicate that, I guess. And so now I feel like after this, this many years of, of, of being a prosecutor in state court, I'd be ready, and, and I am ready for being a state court judge. Okay. And so what you think is unique about you, specifically, that makes you fit for the position? I would say... I'm inherently good at calling out nonsense when I hear it. A lot of times, and it's a, just the nature of, of being a lawyer, is you throw out decoys or you throw out so many different things to see if you can be successful or, or you, your client can be successful. I'm fairly good at knowing what the law is because I've done it so long. I know what the elements are and I know what's just gibberish and, and what's the actual, what, what really matters. And uh, I think I've I've honed that craft because I've been in court and, and tried cases and seen all kind of, and I don't like to call them tricks, but I've seen all type of techniques or styles that lawyers have. And, and I think I know what, for me, what has worked best. And I've seen what's been effective in front of different judges. I mean, not just in front of Judge Little in state court, but also in my private practice. Uh, I'm in front of multiple, multiple judges in multiple courts. and. Just watching what has been effective and how they've ruled, uh, I feel like I've got a I've got a pretty good sense of of learning from their judgments. One, I, I think one of my good attributes is I can learn from a mistake. So if I have a trial and something isn't presented the right way, it won't happen again. I will have learned, and so the next time that will be a roadblock that I don't have to worry about. And again, after 16 years of doing it, you don't have a lot of roadblocks after that. You know when you get a case what you're looking for, how to present it, uh, how to talk to a jury, how to, how to engage with them. And, 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 I've, and I've, grown, I've, I've adopted my own craft now that I think has worked. Um, it's been very successful. Um, 
in my private practice and as a prosecutor. Uh-huh. Change the pace a little bit, but what motivates you? I'm competitive by nature. I, I can't really help it. I mean, even from a a, a, a child to a to a uh, you know, being, I was an avid football player. I played in college. To but in general, being doubted. Now I I know this is a podcast, and not people aren't looking at me. But I'm you know I'm a six foot two, close to three hundred pound guy. God was nice enough to get rid of my hair early. I probably don't walk into a room and people say, hey, that's a lawyer. And I like being doubted on it. It, it, it. it motivates me to say, hey, I hope by the time that we end this encounter, you go, that's a pretty sharp person. That's a, uh, you know, he, he, he's intelligent. He's, he's, um, he's good at his, at his craft. And, and, and that's a motivation. I, I, I like when people who don't know me seem to doubt that I know what I'm doing and then at the end of the trial they go oh wow I, you know, I, I should have I should have given him a little more credit and, and you know when I was young that was I, I had that a lot now I've kind of got a reputation where I think people know that and I've I've got a track record of, of success that so that's not really it's not really a surprise um, but that is a motivation for me um, you know I think the right answer should be you know, my kids, I want them to be proud of me. I want them to want to strive to be something. And, and if they ever want to be large, great. I'd, I'd love to, to be a uh, example for them. And, and that's, there's definitely some truth there, but self-motivation is let's prove people, mm-hmm. you know, let, let, let's let them know what I'm capable of and, and realizing that every time I'm in court, I have that opportunity to do it is, is, a, is a driving factor for me. So what is one common myth about your profession that you want to see you want to take care of today sure um myth about lawyers is that we know anything (laughs) the fact is we just don't um you go to law school and you don't learn the law Uh, there's never a class that says for you to be guilty of this you need to prove this 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 and this what what law school does is it teaches you the ability to go into case law or statutes and pick out what's relevant and what's what's gibberish and then apply that to what you're doing and they just instill in you the process of figuring out why courts ruled the way they did and 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 so when you hear somebody say hey I'm gonna call my lawyer well call your lawyer but they probably unless that's all they do whatever issue you're talking about they don't know what they're talking about they may have the ability to go look it up and have the, the means and the, and the resources to look it up but as far as just knowing it, that's, that's, that's um, I don't want to say the word malarkey, but it's malarkey. <laughs> we, we don't. Uh, I, I, one of my favorite stories of being a, a new lawyer is I went in first day I was prosecuting, and we had this young guy that had been accused of some traffic offense. And his lawyer came to me and said, we need to read this guy the riot act. And I said, absolutely. And then I went in the back room and I looked and researched for 30 minutes to try to find the Riot Act because I thought that was an actual statute. I, I had no idea what Riot Act, and you know, in hindsight, it just means let's, let's lecture him, let him understand the severity of what he did and, and, and scare him a little bit. But I wanted to be the, the prosecutor that acted like he knew everything, so I, I, I just assumed there's actually a Riot Act. And, and, and that's to me the best example of, of of a myth is that we know anything we don't um, now the good lawyers learn it and don't forget it 
and that, and that, and that, that takes a skill. Awesome. And last question in this section, where do you see yourself in four years? I hope I'm doing another podcast with you, asking the people to reelect me, but um, I know I'm going to be rooted here in the Grange. I have a great practice. I have a family that loves it here, and I have my extended family is here. Um, I, I will still be in the law profession if, if just being a civil litigator or being a or being a uh, a judge. Um, I, I know, and I don't anticipate us picking up and moving off. Uh, I love I love growing up here, and I want my kids to to love growing up here. And now, a word from our sponsors. Elections aren't about the candidates. They're about you. Do you want to have a say of what happens in your country, in your state, in your community, in your family, or in your future? You have a personal stake in the upcoming elections. Learn the issues and cast your ballot by June 9th. Early voting is already underway at the Government Center. 100 Ridley Ave, LaGrange, Georgia. Hey, LaGrange has official merch. We're selling a cool coffee mug and a hot tea. And we're even selling a fundraising tea to support the LaGrange Food Bank. Check it out at heylagrange.bigcartel.com. That's heylagrange.bigcartel.com. And get you some today. Use code PODCAST for 10% off at checkout. Young children experience new adventures each day, and little ones need all the support they can get during these early years. Responding to the 2020 Census is an easy, safe, and important way to help and provide resources for children in their communities for the next 10 years. Everyone living in the United States is asked to complete a simple questionnaire every 10 years that asks for basic information about people who live or sleep in their home. Children under the age of five, however, are often missed. Young children who are missed in the census tend to live with large extended families or multiple families living under one roof. When newborn babies or children are not counted, support for programs such as health insurance, hospitals, childcare, food assistance, schools, and early childhood development is impacted. Responding to the census is easier than ever. You can complete the census on a questionnaire online, by phone, or by mail. And remember, just so you protect children in your care, the U.S. Census Bureau protects your information. The Census Bureau is protected required by law to protect any personal information collected and keep it strictly confidential. All Census Bureau staff take a lifetime oath to protect your personal information, and any violation of this oath comes with a penalty of up to $250,000 and or five years in prison. Start shaping their future by going to 2020census.gov. That's 2020census.gov. I just want to take a second to let you know I've launched a Patreon page for the Halo Grange podcast. There's four levels of support that you can subscribe at, ranging from $4 as just a pat on the back. Think of it as buying me a coffee once a month for a job well done to becoming an executive producer and getting your name included in the podcast for a larger contribution. There's also a sponsorship option where you can subscribe for $100 a month and I'll add your cause to my ads every week. 
Those spots are limited though, so you better grab them while they're hot. Go to www.patreon.com backslash Lagrange and sign up to support the podcast today. And as always, thank you. And now back to the show. Okay, Lagrange questions. What first brought you to Lagrange? Well, the short answer is the stork, because I was born here at the West Georgia Medical Center. But if I if I can tell a fun story, I, I think the the real answer is Georgia Tech, and it's kind okay. of kind of a weird situation. Is my parents and my sister, or my dad and my sister, attended you attended Georgia Tech. Uh, Mom's a big fan, and I grew up a fan. Um, but when I was in high school, I played football, and I got a football scholarship to Wofford College, and I accepted it and went to Wofford. And four weeks into college, I hurt my neck and uh, tore some nerves in it, and I knew I was never going to be able to play again. And so instead of staying at Wofford, I had decided I wanted to transfer. And I had been accepted initially to Georgia Tech and the University of Georgia, and we, my family called Georgia Tech, and it was the Summer Olympics, the, the summer of the Olympics, and so school had not started yet. But Georgia Tech said that they were already too full and couldn't accept me, and I could apply either the following semester or year. And ultimately, University of Georgia said, sure, you can come. But my dad hated Georgia and wouldn't let me go to University of Georgia unless there was some reason, and, and it ultimately became I had to agree that I wanted to be a lawyer and then that made sense to go to the University of Georgia in his mind because a, a degree from Georgia Tech really what you could major in there didn't really translate very well to, to law school so as a as a broke neck <laughs> freshman or, or a graduate of high school I had to go ahead and declare I was going to law school or I wasn't going to be allowed to go to the University of Georgia now, I was at the University of Georgia 10 minutes and I realized it was my favorite place and I am an avid fan and, and a huge supporter. Um, I'm, I'm the weirdo that grew up a Georgia Tech fan, but uh, it, it didn't take me long to realize that, that God had a good plan and he put me in the right spot and, and uh, I'm hated that I didn't get to finish playing football, but at the same time I had a, an, an amazing experience at the University of Georgia. Um, and then after Georgia, I, I went to to uh, Mercer Law School. My plan at that point was to be an Atlanta, be an Atlanta attorney because um, I thought that's where all the great attorneys went. And uh, Judge Quillian Baldwin hooked me up with one of his friends who gave me a who, who gave me an interview. I got a job, and then I decided because of some I had I had God I think intervene again. And at that time I graduated, my sister had gotten had some medical issues and my mom had some medical issues and I just took it as a sign that I should get back to LaGrange and be with my family. Um, and we're extremely close, um, not overly close by any means, but uh, I took it as a sign that this is where I needed to be and haven't, haven't regretted it yet. What should someone know when they move, first move to town? Kind of off pace, but... Yeah, that's a, that's a fair question though. They should know when they're moving to the Grange that we're a small town and that everybody ultimately can have an encounter with you somewhere. And there are enough places where you can go and you can meet a ton of people, um, be it clubs, organizations, sporting events, uh, Sweet Land. There's a, there's a lot of places that you can go. Um, 
and we are desperate to invite new people to join us. Um, at the same time, you have to put in the effort to get the reward of having the relationships that we can, that, that people want to have. Um, I, my wife is a great example. She, she's not from here and has moved here, has now been here about 10 years, but feels like it's home and she's a member of different organizations and garden clubs and uh, things I didn't even know existed. Um, and, and, and it's funny, I've, I've been introduced a couple of times as, as Marianne's husband, which is great. I like being known for that. That's, that's a cool thing. Um, um, and, but, but again, it does take effort. It's not just going to be, you know, sought to you or, or, or fall in your lap. Um, you have to take some, some steps to say you want to meet folks, but we have so many functions, you know, at the square, chili cook-offs or parades that, that if you, if you didn't want to be alone, you, you don't have to be. And if you want to be alone, we're tiny enough where you can stay and, 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 and that's fine too. Um, but I, I don't like the idea of somebody feeling that it's cliquish or you already have this set of groups or this set. My experience is every group that I've come across is, has opened me into in, in joining. I mean, be, be it Lions Clubs or, or Granger Games, those kind of things. I mean, there's just so much that a person that wants to be an active part of, of a community can be a part of and, and and then by doing that you'll you'll gain the friendships that that mean a lot to you uh favorite story of living in the grange do you have one you know it's it's a tough tough answer when your whole life you, you've been a uh, you've been in the grange besides going to, to college and law school um my favorite memory of the granger ship Great, the greatest example of a time I felt the most proud of being part of the Grange is when the Grange High won the 1991 National Championship football game. I wasn't in high school yet, I was still in middle school, but I can remember the caravans of people driving to the games. Uh, we had to travel a long way, I believe, Colquitt County, and just seeing the pride everybody had. The game was great, the win's great, but afterwards seeing the parade and everybody just being happy, um, Back then, we didn't have Callaway High School. It was just Troop and LaGrange, and they weren't really rivals at the time because they didn't play each other. Now it's a little different. There's three teams, and they play each other. Um, so I can see that being a little little different. But at the time, there was just so much pride in the community. Uh, it really was a rallying thing for everybody. And and, and I, as a kid, that was my favorite, favorite memory of, of, of just being what I would call in LaGrange. Okay. And well, that's kind of your favorite story about Lagrange too. Um, you have it in you to cover your most trying time while living in Lagrange. I have a lot of friends that I grew up with. Um, the most terrible thing that's happened to me is is also probably one of the best things that's happened to me. Is that my my best friend in high school was a guy named Darnell Stinson. Darnell Stinson was a, uh, an amazing person. He was a great athlete. He ultimately played baseball in, for the pros. Um, he got drafted was in a, and had just made it up, I think, to the Cincinnati Reds, played 20 games. I mean, it was a, just a – and I don't really care about his baseball. He just was an amazing person. Uh, we were co-captains on the football team. He came and visited me in Athens pretty much inseparable in high school. 
sadly, right after he became, or right after his rookie season, I guess, ended, he got carjacked and killed, um, and, and 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 we lost him, obviously. So uh, that that's the saddest thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, so the funeral here was was crazy. Ken Griffin Jr. was here. I mean, it was it was sad. It was it made national news, but um, you know that that's the most trying time. I mean, I I still don't like going to the track because I, that's where we play football, and I don't like walking it because I, I all I can do is think about memories of of, of me and him together. I really don't go to the football games now because it's uh-huh. it's still something that. that you, as much excitement and happy as I am to see Lagrange, it's just that's a memory that that, that hurts me, um, you know. And that's kind of depressing. Now, I will say the most trying time is this for me right now is this campaign. Um, it's just taxing. It's it's tough. It's tough not being able to go out and meet people and introduce yourself because of this pandemic. I'm not a politician by nature. This isn't something I'm comfortable with. I don't like calling friends and saying, hey, please let me put a sign up. I don't like asking for for campaign contributions. I know you have to do it, and I really want to be a judge, and so I've delved into it, and I've done what I feel is the best I can, but it's not a comfortable situation. And after a while, when you're not comfortable, it, gets, it becomes taxing. Um, this Initially, we were going to be over on May 19th, but because the pandemic has been now pushed to June 9th, so I just added a whole nother month. Um, and, you know, there's some great things that have come from it. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many friends that have, have supported me that, that that makes me happy to think about. And me and my mom talk now every day, and it's great. I mean, it's so, such a good thing. But at the end of the day, it's, it's still taxing and, and, you know, just just don't you don't want to be overwhelming on friends you don't want to say hey, let me put the sign up and you're intru- intruding upon them um, uh, and, and so I, I I'm not a fan of, 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 of that aspect so that's been a trying time um, but at the same time it's 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 kind of exciting you know who knows I hope, I hope the people vote and I hope, I hope I'm, I'm successful um, but in hindsight, when I made this decision, obviously it was before I knew about the COVID, and and, and it just threw us a curveball that nobody really was expecting. All right, favorite spot in or around Lagrange? I would say right now my favorite spot or my favorite activity that we've do, we've done lately is is going to Sweetland Theater. Uh, there's something about being up on the lawn, having your feet having your, your, your bare feet out and walking around and just socializing and everybody's every time I've been everybody's just been happy we've had some some great concerts um, but I, even the ones that I didn't I really wasn't interested in I had a good time because I was hanging out with friends and, and seeing people that I may not get to see every week um, the weather's been great my kids love it I've taken them there for for trunk or treat for Halloween um, it's a safe flight I just think it's I think it's just great for the Grange um, so right now that's my favorite spot if you say what do you want to do on a Thursday evening Friday evening if there's a concert or a movie playing there we want to go there okay and your go-to order your favorite restaurant or bar in LaGrange sure uh, right now my favorite meal in LaGrange is at Venucci's if you get their chicken tortellini carbonara um, it's just a pasta dish is just amazing um, uh, 
I probably need to stay away from so much pasta, but it's 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 it's, it's definitely a guilty pleasure. And anytime I can get it, I'm gonna I'm gonna work. All right, favorite thing about living in the Grange? Um, kind of the same sentiment where you is you're 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 never alone. You never feel small. Um, that's that's something I'm proud about of the Grange. I, I've never. I've said this to many people. I've never been embarrassed that I'm from LaGrange. I've, I've always had a pride that I'm a part of a community that I think is a great community. Um, you know, we, we've made national news before because of because of some heinous crimes that have happened here. But at the same time, what's been pretty remarkable is how our sheriff's office has handled them, and then how our community has come together to support the victims or support um, you know the people that have been involved. So what is the hidden gem in LaGrange that no one else knows about? I'm a big golfer, big hunter, big fisherman, and through through going fishing one day, I, I came across a place called Makasha's Mill. A lot of people from here know it. Um, it's an old mill. It's nothing cool to see except that there's a river that used to run to the mill, and it has shoals now that you can go play on, you can fish off of, you can just sit in the water, let it run through you, and kids can play on it. Um, it's 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 a cool little area that I that I've hung out a lot. Uh, generally speaking, there's not a lot of people there, but I have seen some there. Um, but it's just a it's a cool little hidden gem. Um, now, again, being big, I got to say one of my favorite. I got to say, if you weren't talking about a place, a hidden gem is if you go back to Venucci's and order their fried cheese sticks. It's the Mm. It's, it's the greatest app in this town. Um, and I remember ordering it and just being shocked because it's not it's, it's not like any I've ever had. They're they're about the size of your arm. And they're amazing. <laughs> Questions for fun. Okay. okay. What are you most excited about right now? Uh, hopefully normalcy, so we can have things like football season. Like fall's my favorite time of the year. I, I, I get season tickets to to University of Georgia. I want to. Want to be able to take my girls this year. They've never been to the stadium. I'm hoping they're they'll be allowed to. Um, but but just just normal. See, I, I don't I don't want to come home and get yelled at for not washing my hands. I don't want to I don't want to get come home and and uh, ask where my mask is. I, I mean, I respect that we need them and, and, and definitely do them. But I, I'm kind of tired of having to do it. Fair enough. So, do you think that we're actually going to be able to do football? If I had to guess, I'm going to say there will be football. I doubt that the stadium will be full. I don't know Got how they're going to do it. If I was the president of the university, I would say until we get it under control, only the students should go because I think that's an experience that they 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 need and, <laughs> and they deserve. And they, um, I went to them as a student, um, and they can. I just a they'll be rowdy and they can yell and, and b is just. They earned that right. They let let the guys that are playing play for the people they go to class with. So that would be my my answer. Makes sense. And I can watch it on TV and be fine. I, I would love to take my girls up there though, and and they they'll ultimately go. I just mean maybe mm -hmm. not this year. Mm -hmm. They've still got lots of time. That's right. Um, if you could be a superhero, what power would you possess? That's a good question. And. Um, this is one of the shoulda ones where the, the, I should answer the just fly or and I've always thought being able to read somebody's mind would, would be awesome um, but that could that would be dangerous and I I would just go straight to 
playing poker or doing something bad. Um, but um, I've always I've always answered this in my head, going, I would like to have the superpower of being average in everything, 100% average, meaning the way I uh, I read, the way I play sports, the way I drive, the way I sing, the way I draw, uh, and to be an average for a week so that I can determine what I'm good at and what I need to work on. Um, the, to me, that'd be the easiest way to have an idea of, of, of how I stand on something. And so if I found myself being able to draw better, I can say, okay, I need to work on that. Or if I find that I, um, you know, I'm more nimble before, I can say, okay, I'm a, at least I've got a skill set that I, I, I didn't know about. And so I, it's not really, it's a weird superhero, but it'd be a, it, a superpower but it would be something I think that would be really beneficial for me to know what I you know just to know what your your special skills are and, and what you need to work on Captain Average Captain Average there you go alright um country music rock music or um hip hop no, right now it's definitely got to be country music um I grew, I grew up liking all I mean I still I, I still like Definitely still like rock, and I still like you know listening to country. Uh, in high school, I would probably had to say hip hop, and in college, I actually worked for a, as a security guard slash bouncer for uh, the rap group Outkast. But all that entailed is I sat in front of this the the stage and folded my arms and had twenty thousand people yell at me saying that they were about to get on the stage, and I would say, "No, you're not." And then I was the guy preventing them from becoming famous or 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 being seen, so it was it was it was not a fun job. It was it was a, a lot a lot of tackling people jumping over barricades. But um, but I like I like rap music up until probably around two thousand. Uh, don't dislike it now. I just don't listen to it. And, Fair enough. And I don't even know. I wouldn't know a radio station in town where that played rap music. I, I'm sure there are one. I just none, none on my dial are set that way, so I wouldn't know. Uh, and I don't know if you can actually play some of the rap music they're putting out right now on radio. <laughs> <laughs> there's rap edits. There's radio edits. Okay, but, sure, sure. But there's a couple out of Atlanta. Okay, I, I just not my not my my thing anymore. I think I I think I, I started back with Run DMC and ended with probably Eminem. I think it's about the extent of mine. I'm sure he's still around, but that was. <laughs> When he was when he was in the highlight, that was probably what I was listening to. Um, I, I hear people now say names and they sound like they're funny people, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, so who is your favorite artist then? Musical. I would say right now I'm a big fan of Tyler Childers and I'm a big fan of Luke Combs. All time would be George Strait. I mean, just I don't know if he's ever really put out a really bad country song, and so I can. Uh, I, for me, it's about quantity, maybe not quality, because it's I can put that I can put his CD on or play tell um, Alexa. <laughs> I had to be quiet before she talked to me um, to to play him, and it will I, and I'll be able to listen all day long and, and be happy. Um, same with like Garth Brooks, you know, just the quantity of, of work is what I I like if I'm going to be listening to somebody. Oh, shoot, what is that, the alternative name that Garth Brooks went by for a while there? Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask about that, too. Not one of my favorite times of, of, of listening to, 
I don't even know if that's considered country music. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. It was just a rarity, I guess. Um, All right. Um, I get, if you're that famous, I guess you get to do some weird things. Um, people still like them. Brittany went through that phase, too. I, she did. We had the same haircut for a while. <laughs> All right. Favorite food? Um, if I was... If I'm being honest, probably something like cinnamon rolls that my grandma used to cook. But if it's something, you know, she's passed now. But if it's <laughs> something, something I could go get the days, you could go get a fried lobster tail from Hunter's Club is, is something that has never, never failed me. It's always been a great meal. Um, but you know, anything my grandma used to cook, I'd have been happy if I could have that again because she, she was great. Um, from chicken pie to spaghetti, or. Really, she was just she would just make gravy. That was like she'd make me a tub of gravy, which is probably not a good thing for a fat kid anyway. But uh, it would be like, here's everybody's Thanksgiving meal, and Kyle, here's your biscuits and cream. And I'm like, thanks, we're good to go. Favorite beverage? Mama's listening. It's gonna be sweet tea. If my kids are listening, it's water and lemonade. And if my my friends from from here are listening, it's probably. I'd say a mojito or a, uh, some cold beverage. <laughs> All right. And if you didn't do this job, what would you be doing? I have a finance degree, so I have some some ability, I guess, to get into the business world. I don't want to be bored. My job's definitely not boring. Um, it can become a little bit repetitive because you're doing so many of the same cases, but. Uh, every person's different and I feel that I'm a social person in nature so I'd like to be able to talk and I, I would I don't have that I don't have that fear of talking in front of people and I would think that would be a skill that I would would want to use to my benefit so I could see something in sales I could see something you know if I had my ideal job I'd be a professional fisherman have a TV show and podcast and do all that good stuff but uh um, but if if I wasn't this, I I could see myself in sales or, or at least something where I could talk. I, I don't think I'm articulate enough to be on TV, and I'm definitely not pretty enough to be on TV. I'm probably not articulate enough to be on radio, I guess. Um, <laughs> but just just something where I can interact and and, and and talk to people. Fair enough. Why should people vote for you? Okay. Um, for me, the most important things in de determining who should be the next state court judge are two things, knowledge and experience. Um, I have the experience um, because I've tried hundreds of cases, thousands of guilty pleas, and I have the knowledge because I've been, in, I've been mentored by great, great, great lawyers. Um, judge Quillian Baldwin, Judge Jack Kirby, Judge Marquette Baker, and I've been in front of and been successful in front of Jeanette Little, Judge Jeanette Little, our current state court judge, uh, throughout. Um, I have, I know what makes state court run because I've seen it. I, I know there are things that, that can be improved and I know how to improve them. Um, at the same time, I, I, I think I have the temperament to be able to call out the lawyers that are slowing up the process or dragging the process. Um, and I also have the the knowledge to know what makes it an impartial and fair trial so that every defendant's given the same right and the same respect 
and, and that we make sure that our community is safe, but at the same time, the, the rights of the, the defendants are, are uh, maintained at the same time. It's, a, it's, a, it's an equilibrium for sure, where you have to, to balance um, pushing or moving cases forward to make sure that we're efficient, um, but not trading on anybody's rights. And I think Jeanette Little's done a great job with that, and I, and I think I can follow that up, and, and, and if not, fine-tune some of it. All right, Kyle. Well, is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? I think you did a great job with the questions. Um, I, w I would just ask that um, you know, if, if, they, if people could, they could go to my Facebook page. It's um, Kyle Joy and send me, a, if you have any questions, just send me a DM, PM, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I'm just new to that. I'm, I'm on it a lot now because of this campaign. Um, I also have a website. It's, it's uh, KyleLoveJoy.com or I have a Facebook page, Kyle Lovejoy for State Court uh, on, on Facebook. So I appreciate it. If, if somebody had any questions, they feel free to, to send them to me. I'd answer anything I could. Um, at the same time, all they're hearing is a voice and they don't really know what I look like or what my family looks like. Um, and, 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 and that's what our website's there so people can have an understanding of who we are. Okay. And let's not forget the best place they can connect with you is in the voters booth. That would be great. I, I've already voted, and I will say, I, when I voted, the last section of the on the ballot was the state court judge, and there's three nominees, and I was the last box because it's done alphabetically. So, at the very at the very least, go in, go to the last section, and hit the last box. That'd be great, um, and 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 I would I would be so appreciative of that. Okay, Kyle. Well, it's been a it's been great talking to you. Um, all right. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Well, that was the interview. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you heard, show your support with a $4 donation on www.patreon.com forward slash Lagrange. Don't forget to follow on social media and leave us a comment and review on whatever podcast platform you listened on. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider sharing it with someone else you think will enjoy it as well. Email me your thoughts on today's show at earlgbarnett at gmail.com. Subscribe and like wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment for bonus points. Follow at Earl Barnett on Twitter, at Earl G. Barnett on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Hey LaGrange on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your week, and remember that creativity takes courage. <laughs>